What's up, guys? We just wanted to say thank you to our sponsor for um, sponsoring our podcast, Shaping Up Nutrition. Thank you so much for, for doing what you guys are doing to the community and also taking care of us as our first uh, first sponsor, big sponsor. Um, without you guys, you know, we obviously couldn't get these awesome guests on our show and to talk as well and smoothly as we've been able to. But Shaping Up Nutrition, they're inspiring and impacting the community through nutrition and empowerment. Shaping Up Nutrition, healthy and delicious on the go. Jordan, I know you've been working with them for a long time. What do you think about them shakes, man? Yeah, I've been going there for seven or eight years just because, one, their shakes are delicious. Like, I love brownie batter, and it's like it's like almost like licking it out of the bowl. That's how good this shake is. And it's healthy. Like, what? I can't get any better than that. I usually go there probably after workouts. I used to go there almost every day, like, just because the atmosphere of that club is is amazing. The people behind the counter are just fun to deal with, fun to hang out with. We can talk about nutrition, sports, politics, anything and everything. They're just a couple of people that are so personable and so much fun to be around that it makes you want to keep going back again and again. And that's what we like to hear. We like to hear going back again and again. I know Shaping Up Nutrition loves you guys' business. City of Wichita, you guys have done them some good. Remember, check them out. Check out their shakes. Check out their teas. Check out their vitamins. Check out what they, they want to help you. They want to help you succeed and they want to help you with the healthy lifestyle guys go check them out if you haven't checked them out check them out now they're all over the wichita many different franchises different names but shaping up nutrition all compacted into one one great company great people they got great values and even better they got great nutritional values That's my son's name on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, Peyton, oh, did we just get hacked? Or are we having somebody popping on that? Yeah, no, he does his Zoom meetings on Wednesdays. Oh, that's funny. How's that going for, for the little ones? Terrible. He's mm. struggling so hard. He's struggling to like pay attention and focus or just struggling because he's not like learning anything? Or Well, his parents are telling him what to do. So it's like, mm, no, I don't feel like doing that. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's not the teacher, huh? <laughs> No, like if he has teacher, he apparently is like super awesome, super great, <laughs> respectful. I'm like, oh, not his home teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Josie, this is Jordan. This is my co-host. Um, Jordan, Josie is a, rad, a radiology, radiology technician and one of um, Caitlin's, uh, my wife's friends. Um, I think, did you guys go to school class together or did you guys just end up working together? Yep, we went to Newman together. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So, yeah. So. You say you look familiar because I feel like I hung out at Newman a lot anyway, so. <laughs> I try to stay there very minimally. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I guess that's a good segue to go into this, the learning from home for the kiddos. Is that, is that every day or is that just once a week, two, two times a week? What's, what's going on with that? It's once a week. So once like week. he only does on Wednesdays because they have their clean cleaning day, but they're actually going back next week. So that's going to be mm-hmm. done for next week. Oh, where it's like officially you're just back in, in school. Yeah. How do, what do you, how do you feel about that? What is that? What, how does that make you feel as a parent? <laughs> It's kind of scary because I mean, I like guess one of those things where I, I want them to clean because you never know. Anyways, kids are gross, but yep. at the same time, since he is struggling on those days, like I feel like I'm not helping him out at all. I feel like I'm just kind of pushing him back, 
and then having them start like it's a Monday again. Yeah. So it's, it's just really not, it's not as, uh, well, at least for, I guess maybe a certain age, it's not as conducive for a certain age to be learning from home or they, no. do, do they just not want to have like a, like a teacher stay online? It's if they just kind of give you the, the parents homework and then say, Hey, this is what he needs to do on Wednesday. Go ahead and help him do it. Yeah. Like they have a like 45 minute to an hour zoom meeting on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and then she's available to like message and they can do a video chat later if necessary, but they give you a list to do at home and he has like exercises online. He has a certain website he gets onto to go through. Oh, I see. He needs to. Have you, have you, what's the, I would say, what's the overall thoughts from other parents, you know, including you and everything, are they kind of in the same boat where they're like, just get him back into school or is it kind of like, Hey, you know, it's winter time. And obviously you've probably seen the news and you've you're seeing it in person. You're seeing things that are happening at the hospitals. Um, is it worried? Does are these parents worried too? Cause it's, you know, flu season, winter time, and now COVID has seemed to be spiking right now. Well, I know a lot of parents who are still pulling their kids and they're still staying fully online, but mm-hmm. other parents, obviously, like I have another coworker whose son is just completely struggling. Like if they didn't have over older siblings, they'd have nobody to help them. So uh, they're happy that they're going back to school. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's one of those situations where you either, you, you either have the ability to pull them and keep them and teach them and, be there for them at that time or you're working full time. And, you know, unfortunately you really can't, you have no other option, but to, Hey, you got to go back to school. I think that's one of the big things we're facing right now is like not every student is going to have the same capability to learn online as other students. And there's going to be students that learn better in the classroom. Some learn better at home. And it's like, how do we go about it? Like, I know if we look back in like 20 years, are we going to say, Oh, we are two or three years behind like an education. Or are we going to say like, like another hundred thousand people died from COVID. So it's like, how, do we, how are we supposed to look at it? like right now instead of looking backwards at it yeah yeah well like my um sister-in-law is a third grade teacher so my son's in third grade so they had an outbreak so she was stuck at home because she was exposed to covid so it was like one of those things where you lost your teacher so like how are you going to cover your students being sick at home so it's like it's a teacher and a student thing and yeah no it's it's a mess it's a really big mess right now and what I, I did see an article the other day where um, is your is your son in the USD two five nine or is he outside of that? He is outside. Outside of that, okay. Um, I, well, for USD two five nine, they had someone who asked, "Hey, you know, um, I, I'm a Wichita Eagle, I think it was asked, um, you know, what's the positive rate right now? Who, how many people do we have sick, and you know, things of that nature." And I guess this, the USD two five nine is not really conveying that information unless being asked it's not a public it's public information but they don't freely give people that information unless they are asked so i've been seeing a lot of that also doctor's appointments people um you know if if uh if an office doctor's office had four or five nurses or you know six people employees that got covid and positive they're not telling their patients hey um, maybe we should reschedule. We have five or six cases here. You know, we don't know who else has been infected, but you know, just wear your mask, social distance, whatever, but they're having them come in. They they don't inform them and they just do the tests. What is your thoughts on that? It's scary because while well, you're around those people mm-hmm. and you might've went in and then everybody's being exposed, but like at the same time, if you're not talking about it, then nobody knows. Like everybody thought COVID was over, mm-hmm. but me being where I work, I knew for a fact it was definitely not over and yeah. I saw it getting worse before everybody else was aware of that. So it's kind of like one of those things where I feel like people started getting relaxed on things and 
it just it's it's not getting better because yeah. of, nobody's talking about it still it's just waiting for somebody to ask yeah does your school does your guys at school at least let you know when something happens like let's say hey you know he's not in your class but there's a fifth grader or fourth graders that several have tested positive so we're going to shut down the school or we're going to do this like do, do you are you guys are you as parents well well informed on these situations or do you have to ask too they're, they're supposed to be well informed we're supposed to get any kind of outbreak um but so far our school has not said oh so there probably is positives they just they haven't said yeah they haven't said but um wow that's crazy so far for Peyton's class nobody has nobody so, has it. yeah then, I'm, i couldn't tell you man, that's, just, hey, that's what, i think that's what makes it so hard is like you have like restaurants and like like uh, doctor's office, vet clinics, like all these different businesses that if they have positives is it's like they send the people home, but then they don't shut down either because they can't afford to shut down yeah. like their businesses for two weeks. So they try to do a deep clean. They'll take people off schedules and then they'll like add people back in. But it's like, how long were those other people exposed to the people that <laughs> did test positive or what like, did it live on the surface long enough to where someone else could have grabbed it and now it's moving around again. And it's just, and there's so many factors that go into everything right now that's just kind of it's so hard to try to predict or try to figure out what the next step is yeah i agree have you josie um you know obviously your your x-ray so i'm assuming i'm assuming you've taken a lot of chest x-rays lately <laughs> i'm assuming that's happened quite a bit what are what are those looking like when do you guys x-ray and you're like yeah this person's lungs are fucked up um it so i, I do x-ray and ct okay. so i see the full inside or I just see the x-ray. Mm -hmm. So with x-ray, you can just initially tell off just the basic scan because it looks like ground glass in their lungs. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's just full and it's white. And it's supposed to be black, full of air. And it's just all crinkled all up and it blends in with their heart shadow. And it's, yeah, you look at it and you're like, well, either they have really, really, really bad pneumonia or it's COVID. And is, is that when you when you get that, is that a normal x-ray scan? Like even if the person's like, yeah, I kind of feel just like a chest pain or is that when they're like, like really struggling and that's when you see that, you know, that, that, that bit, that visual. It can be both. It depends on if they have underlying symptoms, like underlying like diseases as well. But like some people will come in, just have mild discomfort, but their lungs look Awful. trashed. Oh, but like geez. some people, yeah, it, it'll start off in like one corner and then it'll see it a little bit, but then eventually it will take over. But it's like a lot of those people, it just happens overnight where it just like spreads mm -hmm. and they get worse within minutes. Have you seen that in somebody who's maybe had like, I guess a good example would be Jordan. You know, he, our actual, my co-host here, he actually had COVID a couple weeks ago and he got it for like a day or two and said, I'm fine. If, if you were to scan his lungs right now, is that a very good possibility that very possible, even though he's fine, he may have some weird looking things happening in there? Well, now that he's been clear, yeah, because um, people end up having scar tissue. Oh, so see. they can still look a little messed up and he can still be recovering. There's people who still take like months to recover from this. Well, they go come back. He's still like short of breath. Your lungs are just trying to heal from this. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking here. I was like, I'm like, all right, in a couple minutes, I'm just going <laughs> to drop. And I got my little O2 monitor over here. I'm just like. 98. <laughs> I, I personally know people who they, they dropped in O2 stats oh, within geez. two hours. Oh my God. And they've been hospitalized and intubated. It's, crazy. it's crazy how rapidly it happens. Like you'll be fine. You'll just have shorter breath and then all of a sudden you'll be really short of breath and then you'll get sweaty and then you just can't breathe. And then you get to the hospital and then 
they have interviewed you. Oh, yeah, that's what, like, I felt, like, I, I know I talked to Daniel, like, when I was sick the first day or a couple days into it, and I was just, like, I, I was more annoyed that I had to be at home for, like, a couple days. Like, I knew why I needed to be at home and being isolated. But then I was, like, I should probably be more, I don't know, grateful that it's not worse than it because like i see like other like terrible things happening or people happen to go in the hospital i'm like you know one day of having like a small headache and a, and a slight fever is great compared to what could have actually happened and like i'm still waiting for it to kick in at some point like it's been like three weeks now i'm still waiting for it to <laughs> take over at some point so i just <laughs> there are some people like it it is barely phases you and I think it's crazy how that it's just certain types of people it's like oh no it's not a big deal yeah I kind of feel like I, I'm crummy and there's people who like I have a co-worker who just could not take a shower they got in the shower and they just could not do it anymore were fully exhausted just couldn't breathe and had to go lay back down Jesus man have they since you're seeing you're obviously there are there anything that show doctors are like hey we kind of figured out a little bit of the people it's truly affecting like the you know blood type there's this they, they have this type of um underlying health issue or this person has this type of you know whatever the case may be have they figured out something to say like hey there's there's a little bit of a pattern here with people who are severely getting it and then people like Jordan who got it for a day or two and then the next day he was like all right I'm good you know have they figured out anything have you heard anything no, no. Oh, it, it's like there's people our age that just get slammed with it. And then the rest of our age turn out just like Jordan. It's it's not – it's at random. It's like you just pick the short straw if you get it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is like, – I think that can be even more dangerous. Is like people our age get it and, like, they may not be affected by it or they get it for a day and they feel fine and then they go back out to the world and they're like, well, I'm invincible now because I only had it for a day. And it's like, well, you're still could be carrying it. You don't know who you're going to pass it off to. That's not going to be, uh, get a mild case of it. So it's like, we don't want our hospitals, our hospitals are already getting overrun. So it's like all these people that think that it's not that big of a deal or that if they do get, it, it's not going to be that big of an effect. It's like, they're putting so much stress on your guys' hospitals and doctor's offices that it's like, Hey, just pay attention. Well, it's, it's the people that go around, get it like how you got it. And you're like, Oh, it's not a big deal. And everybody's like, oh, okay, well, everybody's just making a big fuss about it. Yeah. And that's those are the people that are ruining our whole concept of how dangerous this can be. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy how many people post, oh, yeah, no, I just, I didn't feel that great, but I'm fine. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that's great. The other 15 people I saw today did not do so great. Yeah. yeah have, what's the, uh, so then obviously, I mean, kind of telling Jordan, I think one of our podcasts we had, this whole bullshit of 2020 that has happened so far, um, COVID, elections, uh, just all kinds of crazy shit this year. It brought out a lot of the stupid people, the stupid, no common sense, you know, the big dumbasses that just don't understand. I, I don't understand. Like, it's, it's not like it's like you can just pick and choose science and facts. But again, these people create their own facts, create their own opinions, and they think that's what's true. They, obviously, one of the big things right now is masks. You know, don't I'm not wearing a mask. I don't do shit or I'm not wearing a mask because just government trying to tell you what to do. We're under tyranny and the government's trying to control what we do as a, as a person who's in the healthcare, When you hear someone say something like that, what does that tell you? I just think you're an ignorant, selfish asshole, really, mm-hmm. because <laughs> they most of those people get their facts from Facebook or Twitter. And it, it's blows my mind that they can sit there and just blab the word vomit because it's kind of it's like i'm sorry what do you do because (laughs) i I don't get how 
and I saw this video where this lady had to explain how a mask works. Yep. But she's like, oh yeah, doing this. And then she held a piece of paper up, she put her mask on, filled her um, mouth up with water and then just spit. And she's like, this is how a mask works because the paper was dry. Yep. Like people don't understand that droplets come from talking. They come from sneezing, come from coughing. Mm-hmm. They just come from anytime you open your mouth. Yep. And that's the mask is to protect you from that. And that's just not being spread enough for people to comprehend that, I guess. I don't, I still see people just say, oh, I can't breathe. And I'm like, you actually can. It, it's not a plastic <laughs> bag over you. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that excuse a lot where <laughs> I've seen people say where, you know, it's uh, obstructing my my breathing ability or, um, you know, things of that nature. And I'm thinking, first of all, I know people right now like you, you and several of Caitlin's friends, um, you know, that pretty much are pretty much, you know, your, co- your co-workers as well. And you guys are wearing that shit for what, 12, 14 hours, you know, you sometimes, you know, whatever shifts you guys have. And there's you know, you guys aren't taking that shit off because when you take it off, you guys have like layers upon layers of things that you guys are having to to deal with. So I'm sure you guys are not wanting to take all that off and then take a couple, you know, an hour to put that shit back on. So for them to complain about wearing a mask into a store or, you know, for 30 minutes, for 10 minutes, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that I'm sure that pisses you off. So my thing is, is we have we have the online pickup now so people can just put it in the back of your car yep so instead of you just exposing other people just pick it up in the yeah. car. yeah yeah we, we, we've definitely utilized that a lot more than we've ever had this year the yeah. the pickup or uh you know we haven't really been when we shop if we do have to get down in the store which um you know if i have to do a pretty big grocery order usually we still do pickup but i've been going down and getting stuff um but we never do it where me and caitlin both go and have to take our kids in because that doesn't make any sense either. Unless you're a parent that you can't afford to, obviously, like I said, your husband's working, you're by, you're by yourself and you have to, you know, go in. I mean, I understand that. that. That makes sense. You can't leave your kid in the car. You know, don't be even more stupid than people are nowadays right now. But um, when you have the ability to just wait in the car or whatever the case may be, we usually have one of us in the car. And unfortunately, because we got two kids, we got to drive around because these little crap heads, they, they want to cry and whine about not the car not moving so I don't, I don't get it man there's just so much stupid in this world right now that it's kind of ridiculous yeah i mean i see people just letting their kids literally run around the entire store and touch everything so and i'm like i just don't get it my nine-year-old drives me insane because he just wants to touch certain things so mm-hmm. we came out with a rule where our hands are in our pockets mm-hmm. while you're in the store yeah yeah man but but see what's crazy is that in this is the part what confuses me is the idea that yeah you know you you wanna you wanna wear your mask gotta have these kids wear their mask you gotta try to touch things but these kids are also in school and that is the one place where you get the most germs of all time I think in my opinion I think that's the one place where germs are just <laughs> it's a petri dish of nastiness right yeah but my thing that I pitched since we co-parent. And I'm the step parent yep. was that like she was concerned about this, but I find it just a little bit safer for him to be in school because he is wearing a mask instead of playing with his friends out here. Mm. Cause you don't know what his parent, their parents do. You don't know where they've been all that, but yeah, no, no school can be gross. Kids are just gross in general. Like <laughs> my son likes to always put his finger in his mouth. Yep. And I don't know what it is. Always every time putting his finger in his mouth or touching <laughs> his nose, always itching his nose. Yeah. But like, yeah, kids just don't, they can't not do it. If you tell them not to, mm-hmm. it, it, 
it's automatic like oh i have to do it oh so i don't think it's just school but yeah like a little off topic my son i had to wash his mask because he had cheeto dust on the inside of it from school (laughs) i was like what are you doing kid like (laughs) i was like that's so gross he was i was just eating cheetos i'm like with your mask on he goes it was right here. I go, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> oh, oh it's like gosh. Own face napkin, really. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's like, I, ne- I never know when to, like, take the mask off. Like, I'll be in my little, I'll be in my office, and I'll just be sitting at my desk. I'm like, I want, I, can, I, can I take it off now? And, like, I'll, like, put it to the side. And then as soon as I hear someone coming in, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, I've been sitting here talking and breathing this whole time, so it's got to be out there now. It's like. I don't know that you should just be wearing it at all times when I'm at work and not take it off till I get outside. Or what would you recommend like for people in office settings? Like, should they keep it on at all times? Or like if they're in an isolated area, like in an office, can they take it off until someone comes to speak with them? I would think in an isolated area, you could take it off. Um, but yes, when people come in to talk to you because your droplets, they, since they scatter, they're bound to fall. Like we have a protocol where we have to shut our room down for 30 minutes, just make sure all those particles do fall onto a surface that we can clean. So oh, wow. it's kind of, it's one of those things that if you're talking and all of a sudden they come in, in the middle of you talking, then yeah, you might want to wear your mask. But mm-hmm. if you're isolated in your own little area, I, I wouldn't wear my mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't really wear a mask when we're outside. Like if we go on a walk or, you know, we're out in the walking around the neighborhood or we're just outside in general, you know, we're usually not wearing our mask, but when it comes to like inside or near people, yeah, right away, put it, we put it on. I see people, like, I don't think people understand, like, the whole concept of droplet. I think they think it's airborne and it's everywhere because I see people <laughs> mow their lawns with their mask on or they're just picking up leaves with their mask on. And I was like, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, it's, yeah, it's humanly discussions, yeah. interaction. I mean, I used to wear a mask when I, I, I still wear a mask when I mow just because, like, the dust that kicks up, like, the ones that I used to, or the mask that I have, even before COVID started, like, had the filters in it that would block the dust from coming in. So that, that would always help with allergies. And so whenever we started wearing masks, I was like, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And one of the other crazy things I just thought about, and you were talking about the children and your, and your, your stepson, you actually have your own on the way. So you're about to have your, your own little one now on the way. And how has that been as a pregnant, you know, pregnant woman, your mother soon to be, and you're doing it during the time of COVID. We had one, my wife had one during the COVID time when everything hit. It was actually at the very peak, at the very beginning, not peak, I wouldn't say peak, but the very beginning of this whole entire craziness. And that was, I think, stressful for her and for me too, because um, I pretty much shut everybody down from coming over to the house. Like Jordan couldn't come over, my friends couldn't come over. Um, certain people couldn't come over because I'm like, hey, you're not gonna get my wife sick because I, I was hearing that pregnant people were um, more you know, susceptible to being even sicker because obviously you're building a, a human being inside your body. So I'm assuming your body is taking a, you know, it's taking a toll on you. So you know, I, I'm just curious as how you've been handling this so far. Well, on top of me being pregnant, I am immunocompromised. I do have an autoimmune disease. Oh, Jesus. So I have double factors against me. Um, it has been, it's been scary, really, because the study actually officially came out beginning of this week saying that pregnant women have a 70% chance of being in ICU if they do contract COVID. Oh, so that's God. intubation, that's premature births. Um, so no, I, I cried that day because I was like, what did I do? 
Mm-hmm. Like I planned this, like this is what we set. These are everything that we had. Our ducks were in a row and then, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where my coworkers understand. So majority of them do handle most of the COVID patients for me, but I do have certain coworkers who also have underlying diseases. So I can't just ask them to expose themselves just because I'm carrying something. Yep. I do become extra cautious about who touches what, what needs to be cleaned, time periods in which we can clean, um, make sure I wash my hands all the time. It's kind of one of those things where I'm safer when I'm fully garbed up. Like I have my shield on, I have my hair net on, I have my N95 mask on and I have my gown on. Mm-hmm. And then I double glove. It's kind of, it's as my doctor explained to me, cause I had my like official anatomy scan yep. on Wednesday. And I asked her, I'm like, what do you think about me being exposed to multiple COVID patients a day? And she's like, you're safer that way because you're even exposed going to a grocery store. You're exposed going to see your parents. Like you just don't know when. So it's kind of, you just watch your surroundings. You're just a little extra cautious. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I know that that's probably a uh, yeah, pretty stressful time right now. And then hearing that, I, I didn't know the study. I didn't know that that study officially came out. Um, didn't see that yet. Um, but I know that during the beginnings of the time, they had listed pregnant women. It was like anybody 65 and older, anybody who was pregnant. And um, I think that was the main two, maybe. I can't remember. But it was, that was the main two that hit me because I, have, I see my grandparents a lot. Um, I'm very close to my grandparents. So that's another reason why you know, I'm, we're, we're, our family's pretty cautious about what we're doing because we see them quite often, maybe once or twice a week. Um, it was more before COVID, but then once COVID hit, we, I think we've dwindled it down to sometimes zero, sometimes just one, because I don't want to, you know, I do go out and go shopping and I get groceries or um, I have to, I have to, you know, you know, go down to a gas station or where, wherever the case may be. I'm more exposed than, you know, some of them for sure. They're definitely just at home, but um, you know, during that time, Caitlin was pregnant. So it was, it was one of those things where it was like, I can't afford to have anything happen to her or to anything like that. So I definitely feel a little bit of your pain. I'm not the woman, so I don't know, you know, how much more stress that is, but um, I know that hearing that now is definitely worrisome. I think Caitlin says she has um, a friend right now who's pregnant and she's almost, I think she's eight weeks left and she is in the hospital right now, but they're not sure if she has COVID or not, but she had to go in early due to some contractions and due to some, um, positive, uh, not positive, but like to checking her symptoms. Cause I think something was going on and she's an x-ray tech too. Um, she, yeah, I don't want to say her name just in case she does, she, she doesn't want to be, want that known, but she's an x-ray tech too. And she's, um, exposed just like, just like you. So I can't imagine what kind of stress is that, that that's like, I mean, Oh, never ending. Yeah. Yeah. Never ending. What about the, uh, I know you were talking about your, your dress, the clothes you have to wear, all that stuff. How long does that normally take to get all that stuff on? Um, probably about five minutes. Oh, so really? I remember to put on the pieces on correctly. Yeah. Oh, you guys got, oh, she got it down. You got it down now. You pretty much the routine now. You got it to her really quick. Oh yeah. Normally yeah. all the stuff is in a general area. So we just scoop it up and put it on, put it on, get it going. And what are, what are some of the, um, I know, I think me and Jordan talked to a nurse a while ago when this first started, she had some issues with COVID patients, people who were severely sick, people who were older and really not quite all there because of everybody being so sick they just were angry mad and flustered have you had that do you have any stories uh any any stories like that where you're like man this was just an intense intense patient to deal with 
Yeah, when they get like that, some of them also have other underlying like infections that mm-hmm. made them more susceptible to it. So they were already kind of not with it. And then they're having trouble breathing and they're just panicky and freaking out. And then they're just sweaty. Yeah, we've had to restrain a few. And unfortunately, I get to the point where I got to protect myself because they're kicking. Mm-hmm. So they'll do that and they'll scream and call you names. But some of them will pull their mask down and cough. Yep. Yep. Because they're not with it, but they just, they literally pull it down to cough. And that was the whole point was to keep it on. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's at least once a day we have a crazy patient that is just angry and doesn't understand and doesn't get it. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I feel like that, like just like the medical field in general, like it deals with the deals with people at their worst just because they're coming in either sick or something's going wrong and it's like especially like with something if you can't feel like you can't breathe and you're starting to have like panic attacks now you're going into a fight or flight mode so it doesn't matter what anyone's telling you you're going to try to fight back so that's got to be can you imagine the stress like just everyday life of just being like in the medical field out on top of a pandemic and it's just <laughs> wow try telling a patient who can't breathe to lay flat it's, oh jeez. <laughs> It doesn't work. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've, I've seen that happen. I know my, my grandmother, when she was sick once with the flu, they had her lay flat on her back and she was freaking out. She couldn't lay on her back. So I've seen that and that is not fun to watch because they freak out and panic and you feel terrible for them. But yeah, well, being the health. They're in my tube and they're trying to crawl out and it's dangerous oh. for them at that point too because they're going to fall and hurt themselves. And mm-hmm. yeah, it it's chaotic. Yeah, we definitely we definitely give you guys a lot of respect for some of the stuff you guys are doing, especially now with with COVID and you know, it's making it ten times worse on you guys. And we saw on the news that obviously or we saw on the news that I think Via Christie, St. Francis I think that's St. Francis, St. Francis and Via Christie, um maybe those are two different those are two different hospitals. Is it St. Francis Via Christie then oh Saint Joseph. Is it Saint Joseph? Saint Joe and Saint Francis are part of Via Christie, yeah. Okay. So then those two and then obviously Wesley were I think you know, that's where a lot of the people go to is one of the main hospitals. Those um, are booked up. So if you get COVID and you get it really bad, it's not looking good for, for you. Does that seem to be the case right now? It's not looking good if you're kind of just shit out of luck or what happens? Yeah, we, it's to the point where they're starting to send people out to different cities. Oh, damn. Like Kansas City, Oklahoma. Like that's another reason why, I, like when that study came out, I was crying because I was like, if I get sick, I don't have a bed. Like, nobody's gonna take me because we don't have anybody that and we don't have supplies we don't have we're understaffed like every hospital is understaffed and that's why we are so flustered and our all of our icus are just overflowing with patients and yes yeah no it doesn't get any better than this this has been a record high yeah and um for that and obviously with all that happening are there is there anything they're doing for you guys to kind of help with your mental state kind of help with you guys getting flustered getting worked up overworked um putting a strain on not only your body because now not only putting strain on your body which is going to deplete your immune system and that's going to make you more susceptible to getting sick but also on your mind and if your mind goes a little crazy and you start to really struggle there that's also going to start making you sick are there anything they're doing for you guys to try and help you guys get through this no Man. We have multiple employees out, which opens up more hours. So a lot of us are working overtime, over hours, which is making us tired, which gets more people sick. But yeah, I mean, we're limited on supplies because they're trying to shut things down. So there's there's no extra help. 
for anybody. That's just, that's not good for you guys or for really for anybody if they get sick. That's why I think now during this time more than ever, if you're going to be, this is where you should use your, your brains a little bit. You know, if you have people telling you in the news, and that well, was other crazy. People don't know what to believe when they hear that shit happening on the news. They want to be like, ah, they're just saying some shit to scare us. They're just saying this because they just want us to stay home and be, you know, be be locked up and you know have them tell us what to do and suppress us or whatever the fuck they want to say. But hearing these things and he, obviously talking to somebody who's seeing this shit happen, this guy, this is ridiculous, man. This is they. I'm just so excited this election is over so that people who said that COVID is happening because of the election can see now that it's not, it's not part of it. It's not involved. This is a whole separate thing. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with who's in office. Yep. Yep. And I hope they, we start taking it more seriously. I agree with that. I'm hoping after since the election's over and since our news is no longer a 24 seven election fest, like now we can go back to, Hey, COVID numbers are flying up. Like maybe we should stay home for another two weeks and <laughs> yes, focus on something that's deteriorating everybody and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand. I, I, I do agree that, you know, I'm definitely ready to be done with this election news. I think it's, that's kind of, that's kind of, that kind of sucks though, because it was kind of like you had the COVID and then nothing was talked about, but COVID. And then you're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of sick of hearing about COVID. It's really, it's really dampering. You know, it's really depressing to hear about, all this shit that we're having to deal with right now. And then it went from another, like, you know, one terrible thing. Then it went to another terrible thing. And then now we're dealing with the, the negativity uh, of the election. Cause they're not, they're not talking about the positive. They're not talking about maybe some of the goods that's going to happen out of this. They're going to talk about, Oh, they're going to talk about people getting pissed. They're going to talk about rights. They're going to talk about how the election process is now fraudulent and that whatever happened, whoever got elected is now, probably cheated or whatever the case may be. So now it's just like, it's like, now it's just negative, 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 you know, it's just, God damn it. We can't, we can't get anything out of this, but now we're going to go back and, you know, either they, they're going to stop talking about the election and then they're going to bring back, Hey, just an FYI to everybody who was paying attention or not paying attention. Many people have died so far from COVID. All right, guys, back to you. You know, it's kind of like that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be grazed over for a little bit Yep. just because of, the hype of this whole election. I think we're going to be just kind of trailing behind it with, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I go on a whole hour rant about all of this election stuff and be like, yeah, the whole, oh yeah, our what? ICs are full and there's no, there's no beds available for anybody anymore. Uh, it's going to be like the end of like a, a car commercial where it's just going to be the real fast talking, like bottom of the screen thing. And it's going to be like, how <laughs> many people are going down? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then everybody's going to be like, what, what, wait, what did he just say? Oh, okay. Whatever. And I know we have a big, uh, we have a big holiday coming up with Thanksgiving. Like people are trying to get together with like families and uh, I feel like people really shouldn't be getting together in large groups, especially with like people coming from all over like different States. Uh, how would you go about trying to do like a, like a Thanksgiving meal with like immediate family members? We just kind of avoid it for the, like this year and just kind of do it the best you can, like at a distance or, I don't even know there's another option. <laughs> I, so my whole family is healthcare. Literally my entire immediate family is nothing but healthcare. So like my mom wants to have people over, but like my thing is, is I'm like, well, I have more risk factors going on. You guys can do whatever you want. But my thing, I think it'd be super awesome if they made me a to go plate. And then I just did a zoom meeting with them and just was like, Oh, Hey everybody. Yeah. Like, it just was there. I mean, it's, it doesn't have the same interaction with everybody. Like my grandparents are going to be there. My family friends are going to be there, but it's just one of those things where 
it's just is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. Did you did you end up having a did you have a baby shower? No, not yet. You didn't have baby, and it's probably because of this whole. Well, I'm not even five months yet, so I still have a little bit, and I don't know how I'm gonna go about that whatsoever. It'll be. It'd be interesting to see, yeah, because I know with with, uh, with ours, we didn't end up doing a baby shower for. Well, I didn't think we did, but I guess you do a baby shower if you have a different gender. So we have Maya, and uh, we didn't do anything for that because we were, at the beginning of it, we were like, first of all, we ain't gonna have any of you motherfuckers at our house because we don't want any of you here. So we didn't do anything like that. But you know, we're still seeing some people who do baby showers. We're still some people who do, you know, big parties about things like that, and it's concerning. It's like. I don't, you know, I I still think that's not the smartest thing to do. I, 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 I mean, to me, I would just tell someone, you, you're kind of a dumbass for doing that, but I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. I mean, only thing I could possibly think of that would be somewhat okay would be like a drive-through baby shower. But again, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to miss that human interaction. I'm going to miss yeah. all that with people. So I don't know if I would just have really, really small groups of people and just have like a hundred baby showers or <laughs> I'm just like, Hey everybody, this is my Amazon registry. Everybody yep. sends stuff to my house. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I like the drive-thru idea or you could do like a, you could do like the like drive through like they're driving by with like presents that are just like, just throwing oh, it out the window. Out. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah, you have to catch it. It's like like a basket, and if you don't catch it, you got to give it back. So if you don't catch it, you don't get the present. <laughs> they throwing toys at well, you. If you're trying to do like a gender reveal, like everyone drives their car by, and you have like balloons filled with paint, and you're just throwing out their windshield. Like, oh, what's up, boy? I was thinking like a paintball gun. You don't know what's in the paintball gun, and you're just shooting them. And then it's obviously, when it splatters on their car, then you're like, oh, it's pink. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people would like their car getting pelted with paintballs, but that'd be pretty funny though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole there. Yeah. Whole other event to, to think, think about. about. Yeah. Yeah. I get to the holidays first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I think we're going to try and, yeah, I don't even know what we're going to do, honestly, because if you think about it, let's say you're about to have Thanksgiving, you're just going to do it with like four people, you know, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, that's it. If any of them get sick at any point in time, that's two weeks while they have to be away. And more than likely, if your mom and if your mom or your dad gets it, they're both probably going to get it because they're together. So you have to quarantine for two weeks. So that definitely means if anybody gets sick within the next week or so, you ain't going to be having no Thanksgiving. No yeah. Thanksgiving happening. And then same thing with Christmas. If you get sick right before Christmas, nobody's going to be having Christmas either. So things are going to be different. It's going to be very interesting and very, very um, uh, crazy how people try and try and do this um, COVID holidays. Um, but one of, the, one of the things I did want to ask you, I almost, almost forgot, is have you seen or what's happening to – to, to the little ones, to the kids, anyone under 12 years old with COVID? Have you, have you seen a lot of bad things happening there or does it seem like they've, they've been okay, they just kind of get sick and we move on, you know, babies included, because that's something that I have a lot of questions about is the, the young ones. Under the age of 12? Um, yeah. It's only like the ones who have like severe disabilities or like they are neutropenics or they're cancer patients mm -hmm. is when they get sick. Mm -hmm. but normally they're already fighting their own bodies. So like, I've never seen like an actual like healthy kid come in and just be destroyed by this. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the one positive so far, yeah. but like, yeah, after you get past, past the age of 12, some of them start kind of getting to the point where they are treated like an adult because 
of symptoms. I see. Okay. So the under 12 seems to be not doing too bad, which is probably why the schools are kind of going about their, their business with those things. You know, obviously they're kind of just, I, that's kind of what I wondered, you know, I'm, I'm thinking are these schools just kind of like, fuck you guys, we're just going to go and have our school. And if you get sick, you get sick, or they have like some, at least some, some facts and some data behind it to be able to make these educated decisions, which is what you hope people do. But I don't know. Let's ask Newton. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's why I was curious because I got, you know, the two-year-old and a six-month-old six, six now. She's six months. Um, so I think that was been my concern is, I'm, you know, I definitely wasn't worried about myself or my wife now. But now that you're seeing these things happen to certain people, you just don't know. I don't know now. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen to you. But I think my, my main concern was the two little ones. I, I didn't know what would happen if my two-year-old got COVID. Is, am I going to have to take him to the hospital and... You know, I'm telling you right now, if someone told me you can't be in the hospital with him, I'm going to end up going to jail because I'm going to fight these motherfuckers until they let me in. So just telling you that right now. So far right now, both parents can attend okay, good. to with a pediatric patient. Okay, that's good. It gets know. a little dicey with the whole going from ER to a hospital bed because like there's like an interchangeable period where we just don't want people walking around. So yep. might just tell the other parents to leave for a little bit until they're admitted. But yeah, it's. It's like one of those things where, yeah, little kids, I don't, I don't see many of them because they're, they're just either completely, yeah, fighting against their own bodies or they already have their own battles that they're having. So. Okay. So mainly it's been, it's been just anyone either 12 and older or like us, our age and, you know, elderly. Have you seen a lot of elderly or do they seem to be kind of like staying away? Maybe people are doing a better job of not really getting their elders sick, but mainly it's like the 25 to 40 year old people getting sick. What's that? Do you know what that age group you're seeing mainly of? Um, probably the highest amount is uh, like 25 to 40, but no, I see a lot of like 85 to 95 year olds get it. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. And I'm just, I just don't know how they make it out or how they're fighting because they're already they're very old yeah yeah but yeah no our our gap of age group is getting hit the hardest yeah probably because either they're just not caring or they just they do too much we're working um you know some people get it you're working you really can't help it but um you know the ones who are kind of just kind of doing their own thing going downtown partying doing their own it's kind of like, okay, you should use your brain a little bit. But, hey, I mean, they ain't going to know until they get it, right? You ain't going to know until you get it, and then you're going to be like, well, maybe I should not have done that. Or they're going to be like, ah, see, brush it off, we good. I had somebody post that they've gone to the bars, they've shared drinks with people who have tested positive, they have a shot at immune system, and they haven't got it. So what's the big deal? And I was like, you are the most ignorant person to post that. I was like, crazy. because you might not show symptoms, but you might be carrying it. And then you go home to your family and then you just give it to your whole family. And then there's a thing about giving it to your family. And what if somebody dies? Oh, dude, that'd be the worst um, feeling ever. That has happened so many times. I know so many people who that's happened to that it's like, and then they spend the rest of their life blaming themselves because they didn't take it seriously in the beginning. Yeah. That's what I've had conversations with that with people at work or like, uh, since I work, I work, in the public for a little bit, like I was, I would talk to people that would come into city hall and they were mad about wearing masks. And I I know we had some people that would come in and be like, I don't need to wear a mask because I'm healthy and it's not going to affect me. I'm like, yeah, but what about the people around you? And they're like, and they they always bring it to percentage. They're like only like 1% of people like have this effect to them. And I was like, I'm sorry, aren't you like a plumber or like, you're (laughs) not a, not in the medical field. Like you don't have the expertise that like, 
like the medical professionals have that the like the people that are telling you uh, and it's just and I would always kind of break it down like I'd be like well if there's 500,000 people in in like Wichita or in the county and one percent of people die from it it doesn't sound like a big number I was like but that's 5,000 people that's 5,000 lives that you're gonna lose. chances are you're gonna know a couple of them now now why not just wear a mask while you're in here yeah. yeah, people keep looking at percentages, and when they look at percentages, that's a small number. But when you actually break it down into an actual number, people are like, "Oh, whoa, yeah, that's a lot." And yeah. it's it's crazy. When they came out with percentages of like how many people die from the flu and how many people die from COVID, if you actually take that number and you make it into a bigger number, you're like, "Wow, that's like two hundred thousand people." Yep. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Nobody looks at it when it's like a one percent. Because yeah. they don't actually know the numbers. I mean, looking at looking at numbers to like to see 1%, like it could be good for like mental health reasons to be like, all right, it's not as bad as I think it is in my head, but I'm also not going to go out there and try to expose myself to everyone just because I heard 1%. Like it's like you can see those numbers and still be just as cautious as everyone else. And I don't know. It, I feel like a lot of the, like what's been happening the last like nine, 10 months has been a lot of mental health has kind of gone off the rails too. Like you had COVID, all the crap going on in 2020 and now mental health is kind of starting to take a hit because people are getting isolated by themselves and it's just wreaking havoc on immune systems all over the place. Yeah, it's it's been hitting people in more than just a COVID way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's definitely taking other, oh, oh, there's been many factors and many other things that have happened from COVID, not just because you got it, but obviously economy-wise, maybe your, your work, your money, um, family issues, not being able to see family members. I mean, can you imagine all that? That's why I feel bad, too. I know uh, I was seeing, you know, obviously the elder homes, the homes where the elderly go, kind of like retirement homes. They don't want people visiting them right now because of, you know, higher risk. And if you get if that spreads in one of those sections, it's going to spread everywhere because those people are all around each other. So um, I know I've seen a lot of posts about some of those people that they haven't had visitors for, you know, nine, 10 months. And so they're pretty yeah. much just by themselves. I'm sure that takes a toll. I couldn't imagine being stuck in my room because they have to be isolated. Yep. Especially if somebody breaks out, then you're stuck in your room for two weeks. Yep. Could you imagine being stuck in a small room? For two I would weeks. lose my mind. Oh yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I was stuck in my, in my apartment for two weeks and I was <laughs> started, I have a volleyball with the Wilson face printed on it, like the <laughs> from Castaway. We were just having conversations and I was like, can you imagine like being stuck in just a single room? Like, like an eight by 10 room, just walking in circles the whole time. Oh my gosh. Oh. Are there any, uh, are there, are there, are there any, is there anything positive that we can take from this right now where if we get it, maybe, maybe, you know, this is kind of, this, this is a long shot. If we get it, they have a, what do they, what do they call it? A, a immunity cocktail. I think is what I saw on an article. Is there an immunity cocktail they can just shoot in our ass and we're good to go? No, oh, no, it's, it. it's not, it's not, not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that I read an article that it was like an immunity cocktail or like some type of I don't know why they call it a cocktail I feel like I was like you know sipping on some sipping on something and but I was like maybe they just you know maybe they just give you like a steroid shot in the ass and hey man COVID you're good to go Let's... yeah I wish it was brushed off as easily no, with everybody like it was shown with other people like it was yeah. oh, I'm good I was given all the drugs that are possibly available I'm good to go <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was curious. I wonder. It, it sucks because we don't have a pattern or an idea yet to say whether or not. Hey, you know, hey, if you get it severely, we have this thing that has been proven 
to help you. We see articles, yeah. we see we see papers, we see things, but we don't know what's real, what's true. We don't know what to believe unless you either get it and they give it to you, or we finally come out with some doctors that say, look, we've been doing this, which I wish they would do. I wish there'd be more information rather than just information on people dying, people getting sick. If there was more information based on some of the, maybe some of the things that doctors are using, you know, hey, we've used this, we've used this. It hasn't helped everybody, but we've had an 80% 80% rate of people who are getting better. It took a while, but they're getting better. We, I, don't, I don't see that out there. I don't see many of that information out there. Do they provide that to, to you guys throughout the hospitals? I know sometimes you guys get you know, emails or conference meetings or something to say, hey guys, when this happens, we're changing our process. We're doing this, we're doing this. Have they provided you guys with any information to say, we, we're having better luck with this. This is helping. Not from the hospital per se. Um, oddly enough, there has been one thing that I've been following. Um, it's actually medication I take for my autoimmune disease. Okay. It's a tumor suppressant. And my I follow this Facebook page that helps. It's like a support group for people. Mm-hmm. But it has a, blocks a certain protein in your body, and it's supposed to actually improve you from getting worse. So we were all concerned that we were going to be low on our medication because they're going to be pumping this stuff out. Yeah. So that's the only thing I've ever heard of and certain steroids being used, but yeah, hospital wide, they don't really tell us anything besides, Hey, change your policy to this. And in the beginning, that was frequent. Like oh, every week, it'd be something different. Yeah. We're still changing yeah. things. It, nobody has a clear answer. Nobody's like, Oh, this is working. Nobody's like, that's not working. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah, I just want to say pickle juice. <laughs> Pickle juice has electrolytes. It keeps you yeah, from getting dehydrated, and that's that's another big thing. I was taking like a, a shot every morning since I tested. When I tested positive, I started drinking pickle juice like every morning just to make sure I could taste and smell. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I've done it before. Like Daniel, seen me when I used to live with him. Like I just go in, take a swig of pickle juice, and so like one for one, one, so hundred percent so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so besides that, like, is there any other like vitamins or um, like autoimmune boost that you take like regularly to kind of boost your immune system or to get those like vitamins in your system? No, I just take my prenatal vitamins, but those have a lot of, a lot of like omega threes and um, vitamin C that are supposed to be known to help build your immune system up. Yeah. They're not, they, they haven't given you guys any uh, recommendations on supplements to take, like, you know, hey, take this immunity. This thing is helping with, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, things of that nature. I know those are the three things that I've seen pop online, vitamin C, vitamin D. Uh, people with vitamin D deficiency have been shown, or that's what, the, that's what some of the articles I have read said, have been shown to have more or struggled more with COVID. People with a higher higher vitamin D, people who take vitamin D have, you know, it's, a, it's like, a, it's still not quite, it's not like, hey, this is facts, but it's still more or less like, we've seen people who have been doing that have been doing better. They haven't given any supplement information to kind of help you guys with that? No. Um, interesting. We don't, we don't get anything. Like, I'll give you just a clear view is if we're exposed, we just have to wait till we have symptoms for them to even test us. Oh, they can't, so, you can't, you guys aren't tested on a regular basis? No, we are not. Oh, whoa. Oh. If you want to be tested on your own, you have to go out to an outside facility and do it yourself. Is it because of the, the amount of tests they have or because they just don't want to waste it on you guys? It's probably one of those things that, well, if you don't have symptoms, why should we test you? Hmm. It's, I don't think it's necessarily amount of tests that we have because we've been starting to do it almost on every patient. 
mm-hmm. that we get. But yeah, no, not employees unless you're showing symptoms. I see. That's kind of so weird. You still come to work. You yeah. still do all that. Because that's kind of that to me. This seems a little, a, a little, a little weird. Just because you know, obviously, you're exposed to COVID all the time. Especially if you're actually not, not all nurses or not all doc, whoever's whoever's doing, you know, whatever they're doing at the at the hospital. Not all of them are going to be exposed to COVID. But with you and maybe other nurses who are specifically COVID nurses or COVID, you know, rad techs or whatever you guys are having to do, that makes sense to maybe test you a little more because then if you go home and you go out to the world. At least you know, hey, I, I, you know, I have, I, you know, I'm positive, but I feel fine, or whatever the case may be. I, that's kind of interesting that they're not testing you guys a little more readily. I mean, it doesn't make sense to test you every day, but to test you maybe once a week, or once every three days, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, we take it upon ourselves to make sure we check back with patients who have been like um, under investigation for it to make sure to see if they were positive or not. Sometimes we've been exposed to people who we didn't think had it, but I don't get an alert for that. I'm just. Have to remember that patient's name mm-hmm. and then see if I did that patient or not. Oh wow! It's the only time, like, yeah, no, he's he's kind of, and you don't find out until roughly the next day. Yeah, you can go home, do your life, and then be like, oh, I was exposed. <laughs> so yeah, no, no. Nope. I think that's such a hard part too. Is like, I think we live in a culture where you know you go to work no matter what, like, or people that can't afford to take like sick leave or if they, if they don't have like. PTO or anything like that so it's like people always would come to work like with fevers or like aches and chills and just take Tylenol and it's like like I know when I went and got tested it was because people I work with have like COPD or they have diabetes or they have underlying conditions and I was like to make them feel better I'm gonna go get checked just because I have a headache and a small fever and I was like if I wouldn't have got if it wasn't like COVID season I would have gone back to or if this wasn't if COVID wasn't around I would have gone back to work the next day or even that afternoon, just because I was like, oh, you know, it's a small headache, I'll just pop Tylenol. And when it comes back COVID, you're like, oh crap, like if I wouldn't have gotten tested, I would have been out the, out in the world for another couple of days. And I, or if I would have never got tested, I would have never known that I even had this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, a lot of people are saying that they think that they had it before we even knew that it came to the States. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh man, did I have it back then? Because I was sick for like two, three weeks. Yep. Yep. And but people didn't think about it. So it was probably spreading before we even knew even had an inkling that it was around. Yeah, I, I did tell him I, I thought that at one point because I was I think it was January. Um, this past January, I had gotten pretty sick for a couple weeks where or probably about a week. I was sick for a good week not feeling too good at all. I was pretty bad. And so I went to the, went to the doctors and they gave me, and I always do it because I, I, I usually get like real bad sinus infection or I get something like, you know, drainage and stuff. So I'm like, I don't want to deal with this all for another few days. So I always go to the doctor, get a steroid shot. <laughs> I just get a steroid, like, dude, just give it to me. Just give it to me so I can go back to work or get over and done with. So I got a steroid shot, but I, even then I was still actually out for a couple weeks. So working out, I couldn't work out doing things. Like I just felt real drained for about two, three weeks. So I did think I, that was a very good possibility that I had it, but I, I don't know, you know, I very well could have had it, but that makes sense. I've heard that too, as well, that anybody, anytime after Thanksgiving last year is when it was very possible that this thing was already here. Yeah. Well, and the thing with COVID is that it mimics so many other things too. Yeah. So like your headache and your fever, I could have just been like a head cold or body. something. Yeah. yeah. You know, head cold, sinuses, something of that sort. Yeah. You just, most people write it off. It's like, oh no, it's not COVID. It's like 
Yeah. So that's that's a whole other way of exposing people. Yeah. Especially yeah. living in Kansas, you go outside like last week and it's like 37 degrees and like the next day it's 75. So everyone starts like sniffling and having like drainage and they're coughing a little bit and having like detention headaches. And it's like COVID or Do I have COVID or not? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, no, I've been coughing because I have drainage and nothing is working for me and I can't take congest- nasal decongestion at all. So I, yeah. I'm just coughing. I'm like, it's dangerous to cough around here. I'm like, it's not good times to cough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You can't cough in public anymore. If you cough in public, that is not good. That's frowned upon right now. I think I did yeah. that. I did, there was a, there was, I was at Walmart the other day getting groceries real quick for the little ones. And uh, there was this family with a, with like a kid, probably like four or five years old. And he was, they were like walking behind me and I hear, <coughs> I turned around. I said, "Huh?" I said, "I said who did that?" <laughs> right away, I said, "Who did that?" I said, "You know," and you're over here like running away because you ain't trying to. You, just, you ain't trying to get those droplets on you. <laughs> so I mean, that was a couple months on. ago. I went to Dylan's and like I had my mask on. I'm like sitting in like one of the aisles. Uh, I can't remember why I didn't do a pickup, but I just I'd walk. I ran in there real quick to grab something, and I'm sitting in. Uh, one of the aisles and I had my mask on and I felt like I had to sneeze. And I was like, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm sneezing <laughs> in this store. And I was like, so I just like held it in so hard that like it stifled. Then I started choking. Cause I <laughs> like held in the sneeze. And so then I was coughing more and like the whole aisle just like cleared out. People were like sprinting towards different areas. I'm like, no, I'm not sick. I'm just trying not to sneeze. <laughs> I, I'm like, I always have like my eyes are watering. I'm like, like this in front of my patients because I'm like, if I cough for my patient, they're like, Oh, you like your employee here? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it. So, when you take a drink of water and it goes down the wrong pipe and you start coughing and everyone's like, yep. kill him. Kill him. Yep. I choked on my own spit the other day and I thought I was going to die. People were just looking at me and I was like, I promise I don't have COVID. I promise I don't have COVID. I yeah, you can't, you can't even promise though. It's like you might have a COVID. <laughs> that, that's true. You might have it. You don't even know. Yeah, uh, exactly. One of the funniest things I think I've seen so far this year with this and this, like I said, always, my mind's kind of messed up that even though it is a pretty <laughs> fucked up situation, like COVID and everything, I try still try to be like, take the light of, you know, make fun and do things, but then I still feel bad because I don't want to make fun of COVID because people are actually getting COVID and it's really bad. It's not good. So it's like, I'm trying to find the balance between laughing about it and then also being like oh fuck we don't, we don't want to deal with this but there was this article that said and i think it was a, well, it had to have been but it was like a fucked up article that you know fake and all that stuff but it was saying about the masks and there was like a person arguing how do masks really work you know and the, the, one of the argument <laughs> well the argument was that you know it, it protects from droplets it protects from things you know getting on you if someone has it you know uh, it helps from hopefully helps you from getting is me, you know, lessening the amount of droplets that could get on you or, or things of that nature. Well, someone brought in and the comment was, well, I, I don't know if that really works because this person farted and I smelt really, it smelt really bad, hit me as if like I tasted it. So I think if that, if that happens and that gets through the pants and things of that nature, <laughs> but you know, yep. Yep. Sure. am. Uh, Josie, there's, there's, there's your, your friend right there. <laughs> so it would they were like they're like so does that mean that these masks really work because i, I literally just got a a taste full of shit just hit me in the face so they were like i think i don't think i don't think these masks really work so i don't know why we were, we were talking about coughing and choking that 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 right away was just thinking of someone in target and someone just shit their pants and then it hits you in the face and you're like see this covid thing gonna kill people if this if this happens covid for sure gonna get through my mask <laughs> 
Hey, you gotta have you gotta have a little positivity every now and then. Like, be positive while you can. Like, I know when they called me and they were like, "You're positive," and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I was super nervous about that test because I didn't really study for it." And like, the lady on the other line didn't like just got quiet, and I was like, "Hello, <laughs> hello." She's like, "You have your packet, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll stay home." <laughs> you probably like the 800 person to say that the day, and you're like, "Oh." Dang, I thought I was being original. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. I didn't even think about that. She's probably heard that a million times, and she's like, "This, this stupid motherfucker." I was like, "I promise, I'm taking it seriously. I just, I'm at my house, isolated. I'm, I'm putting saran wrap over the door so I don't, the air doesn't get back out." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Josie, we'll get ready to let you go because now we're just getting, now we're just getting stupid. We just get, we're getting crazy. But we it's want the nonsense part is it. <laughs> We wanted to say thank you for hopping on. Thank you for coming on. I know we, we definitely still have, you know always have a lot of questions. This shit isn't this shit isn't going away anytime soon, unfortunately. And you know I think we we always wanted to hear from somebody who's seen it happen, seen things happen, you know in in real in real time and dealing with it in person. So you know it, it kind of shed some light on what's really happening, not just people sprouting their own conspiracy theories and their own bullshit about masks or their own bullshit about what COVID really does and how it's just another form of the government trying to tell us what to do and keep us isolated and all kinds of shit like that. So it's always good to hear. Maybe in a couple months we can reconnect with you and see like any progress, hopefully progress or declines in cases. I don't know, that's going to be mid January. So we'll, We'll have to reconnect and see what see what's going on from there. Yeah, Sounds definitely. good. I, I hope the numbers drop. I do. I do. Yeah, same. Definitely same. Well, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you hopping on. And thank you for everything you're doing. I know, like I said, being pregnant, being rad tech, being in the hospitals, that's that's some tough shit right there. So it's pretty badass. So keep it up. And we thank, thank you for everything you guys are doing over there. Well, I appreciate you guys talking about it. Yep, no problem. We'll talk to you later, Josie. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.